everyone. This is the Ball and Right podcast. Uh, my name is Patrick Sarna, and with me today in for our first episode is Felix Reeves. Felix Reeves, hi. How are you? I'm not too bad, thanks. How are you? Yeah, not too bad actually. The first podcast for um, Ball and Right, so it's only right to ask you um, the most important question in this: is uh, what team do you actually support in the NBA? I got to be honest. Uh, I'm a bit of a bandwagon fan. Like couple. Uh... Maybe like 10 years ago, I got into basketball through Dirk Nowitzki. Okay, yeah. The, in my opinion, the GOAT. Right. Um, you know, I, f- I followed the Mavericks for a little while, and then, like, I don't know, something about Toronto started, like, reaching out to me. So mm. that was, like, five years ago, so it was before the championship. But, you know, I, I claim Toronto as my own. Nah, I, I, to be fair, I'm, I'm pretty much the same, because um, it's, it's weird that you said... Um that you are a bandwagon fan because I'm a kind of like on that same wavelength as well it's not really that I think it's mainly when you live in America that you have like a team that you kind of support more um to a great extent with us it's just like you know at first when I first actually got myself into it it was the same thing I saw like a Mavericks versus Grizzlies game and I was like wow I actually like Mavericks they won recently as well because I think this was like 2014 or whatnot yeah um so yeah the Dallas Mavericks was actually my first one as well so it's it's weird that you actually say that um, and what, uh, you, I'm, I'm guessing you're a Dirk Nowitzki fan through your, her- your German heritage, isn't it? Yeah, any, like, because we used to have a German TV at, at my house. Yeah. So, uh, like, my mum would always persuade me to watch German TV. And then, like, the, the, the consolation was, it can be German TV, but it's got to be sports. So it always be Right, cool. yeah. Uh, ice hockey, basketball. And then, eventually, you just start seeing this, this seven-foot-tall blonde man just dominating the league so I thought dominating oh, the league definitely and um you know it, it was more commercial back then so you could actually see games in free tv so I just got into it that way like you know would, would they would they stream basketball relative uh, like relatively frequently on a German uh, German broadcast it's like a couple games a week it, much more than it is now mm. um but yeah just you know middle of like a Sunday night you got like I don't know the jazz against the heat It'd be like something to yeah. watch. Just, just interesting. But even recently, um, I think the, it's most probably because of Dernovitsky, the influx of German players in the league has increased. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Mo Wagner. Yeah. Uh, Maxi at the, the Celtics. It, it's, it's, uh, it's nice. Like, I would say I tend to gravitate towards them because there's not many English players. Um, right. So I, I just got to stick with, you know, the Germans. But, yeah. Um, yeah, it, it's just nice to see not even German, just any any Europeans like Luka Doncic. He's, I'd say, he's probably got me back into basketball. He, Luka on- Doncic. This is, you know what? Uh, Luka Doncic himself is just a thirty-minute podcast on himself because <laughs> that that guy, I can't like, he's actually younger than me by I think a month or whatnot. And seeing him do what he does, being an NBA All Star game star, yeah, crazy. I was just thrown off, honestly. Like, yeah, it's, it's good. It's good to see. As you said, it's good to see the uh, the increase of European players, but that's ju- that's mainly because you know NBA itself is going global. It's yeah. becoming more of a globalized game. I mean, we... the, yeah, they've always got their games in uh, in London. I've always wanted to go, but it's just never at like a convenient time. Um, but but it's always like a solid game. Like uh, what was it last year or the year before? Toronto, Miami, I think. Probably I don't remember game. what it was last year. I remember one time Indiana Pacers were with Paul George in London. Yeah, yeah. 
But and, and that, that's always like because any American sport for us in the UK is just it's inconvenient. It's something it's, different. You know, it's they start the games at like one a.m. But yeah, but to, to actually have the games in London, have it at like such a big arena where you can fit in loads of fans. Plus, you know, they start the game at like seven p.m. Yeah, exactly. Nice change. No, I would, I would definitely. I've, I've never actually been to an exhibition game or any like um, overseas game, but I would love to go to one. Whenever there's one in London again, I'm definitely trying to yeah. trying to get my way in. Yeah. Doesn't matter what team it is. It could be, I don't know, Cleveland Cavaliers, who are not like you know, nothing special right now. Yeah, I wouldn't mind watching. It's just, it's for, it's it's the it's the atmosphere that's there that's really engaging with people. You can hear it when you're even watching games online or yeah. on the TV. Yeah, I mean, even the the like lockdown like finals, like there, there was still atmosphere, even if it's exactly literally just the players on the bench and yeah. ten people in the crowd. Like that, there's still so much hype behind it. I, I you, think they really did a, a good thing with the lockdown games. Yeah, definitely. I was going to ask you, did you watch a lot of the bubble games? I, I did. I can't lie. Um, again, like I had nothing better to do, so I'd be up at four in the morning watching the game, just mm. pure convenience. No, definitely. But, um, I yeah. stayed up couple of times, especially for the finals. Yeah, oh, they were. Yeah, I, I was actually. Who, who, who did you have your like eye on in the finals? Who did you kind of, you know? Uh, I mean, I, I did want LA to win. Like the the whole storyline of trading for, or well, signing free uh, LeBron in free agency, and then like going through all this with Kobe's death, obviously rocked them. And then you know, like a month after that, the season just, just stop right there and then yeah and to go through it all lebron winning another ring um this whole it, season was was a symbolical thing for lakers especially just yeah. as you said with everything that happened with kobe with um just just with the with the fact that even lebron came to this uh to this franchise you know lebron himself is a well top two well now regarded top two player by yeah. pretty much everyone uh so for his legacy to kind of diverge and go into lakers is I've never, uh, me personally, I've never been a LeBron James fan, but I'm always up for legacy, and it's and it's and it's nice to see that a legacy like that is being formed in a franchise that's already been developed. Yeah, to I, an I, extent where they've actually won 17 championships. Yeah, I I, I did like that he went to LA because um, my mate, we we both properly got into basketball at the same time, mm. and that was just as LeBron went back to Cleveland, so right, we were like, yeah. properly on the on like the that was definitely bandwagon like i still like toronto but like cleveland it was like yeah storyline so but, you're uh, a cleveland fan when it can when it comes to like the warriors cleveland sort of oh, thing 100 really i was a warriors one i i just don't respect them getting Durant. i just don't respect it do you know what it's it's a mismatch with that a lot like as you see like look it's just us two but we already have a split decision that just yeah. shows how like thingy i i agree with you it's i, I don't like the fact that they would create a super team because look it, it did win them two championships straight up the, f- the first season that he came in they won because they yeah. were just stacked they had like all the experience with with the backcourt that they have yeah. and kd coming in just added the extra flame but yeah. as, as you saw yourself it just created dominance that should not be there i think the fact that Kawhi kind of deaded that off with uh, the win with Toronto and then moving to Clippers gave that sort of balance in the league, but mm. we still saw Lakers being the dominant side throughout the whole season and playoffs. Yeah, I mean that off season was crazy. Like uh, Clippers rebuilding, the mm. Nets rebuilding, although yeah, they, yeah, and then just Golden State going to nothing. Like 
what coming last overall and yeah. then first draft pick. It's... Have you uh, yeah have you have you been keeping up with the draft? A little bit. I, I've seen. Uh, is it Denny Avdijai, the the Israeli guy? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But he he's not projected as top three. He's more like in the top ten sort of conversation. But yeah, I know which yeah. one you're talking about. Again, it's it's like the not quite European, but like yeah, still like uh, yeah. Um, obviously Lamelo Ball, he's he's top three projected. Mm-hmm. I'm glad we haven't heard from his dad that much. So it's sort of like he's creating his own legacy. Definitely. Than, uh, it's good. With he, he, he has to move away from that. That's more for entertainment purposes. A lot of things yeah. with Lavar were for entertainment, you know. And yeah. that's why that's why like even Lonzo has that sort of you know even till this day. <laughs> I, whenever I think of Lonzo, it's more of um, oh you know like daddy's boy or whatnot. But he's just yeah. like a normal basketball player at this point. Yeah. Well, yeah, I guess you're, yeah you're definitely right with that. But yeah, uh, it, it's definitely going to be a weird one. Minnesota getting first pick. Mm. They haven't really been that special past couple of years. Minnesota has been getting the first pick for like the last five years. Like, how <laughs> have they not improved? The trick. Just taking every draft pick is fine. But you know what? Yeah, it's I, I like they have not that they have a chance now because to be fair, they always had a chance. They always had what Carl Anthony Towns and Andrew Wiggins that were you know number ones each one of them. Yeah. Uh, but now with D'Angelo Russell coming into uh, Wolves and um. Him being friends with Kat, that's I, th- I think that's going to create a little bit of chemistry there and maybe excel them to a higher actual, actual playoff position this yeah. time. I reckon if they get solid first pick, maybe not this year, but next year they'll be they'll be pushing for playoffs. Mm. This year will be like little rotational, figuring out who's where and what's what. Yeah, but next year I reckon they can be contender for sure. No, nah, definitely. I think like they they have a young squad as well. That's another thing. Mm. It's like the uh, the Pelicans, like they they've got yeah. they get they definitely get them. That's true. Um, I mean, they have a rising star in Brandon Ingram, but to be fair, I've never been actually convinced that um, too much in, into Brandon Ingram. Yeah, he's a weird one as well. Like, yeah. uh, I, I don't know, I, I don't know if he's worth the whole hype behind the whole him. the whole bubble around him. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. But even even when I was. Um, even when the All Star game in uh, what in back in February was happening, and he got elected to be one of the All Stars, I was quite you know I was quite surprised with that. Yeah, there the, there were definitely a few that got snubbed, but oh, definitely. I mean, Bradley Beal averaged thirty per game, and he didn't get an All Star selection. It's just inside of politics, isn't it? Yeah, it's... honestly, it kind of, not that it has to be, but there's. But Bradley Beal's also like been an all-star already. With Brandon Ingram, I like um, who else was first this year? It was Sabonis from Indiana Pacers. He was first. Yeah. That was his first I, selection I like, as well. I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, the, the thing is, that there was more hype around him. Like Even when I was watching, I don't know, whatever highlights or um, seeing stuff on Instagram, I, it would more be... Um, it would more be towards like Demantis Sabonis. I didn't see much of Ingram. And mm. then Ingram won most improved as well this year. Yeah. So maybe it's just like, I don't know, maybe I don't watch enough Pelican games to see this, but... Well, yeah. Uh, maybe, they're, maybe they're the next big two. Who knows? Yeah, that's true. It's true. But, yeah, it's... Well, Doncic aside, you might get there. You might get there. Doncic, you, you know what? The thing with Doncic is, I, 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 when he first came into the league, I love the fact that he was already experienced. 
Because, hmm. you know, all these players are coming back from college. They're coming from high school, which is like, you know, not much experience. You're getting a bit of basketball playing, but it's, it's different to the NBA. Uh, but the fact that he was already a EuroLeague MVP mm-hmm. and he only got third pick overall, that was a bit... I like, fought. come on, where, where's, your, where's your statistics? Uh, where are your statistics when you're, when, when you're counting who's going to be first, second or third? I think that just shows that they, they like, whilst they, they acknowledge the talent that can come from Europe there, I don't think they trust it just yet. Mm-hmm. But now, with Doncic, it's his prime example of how they clearly got it wrong. And that they, they need to put more faith in, into Europe. Because, yeah. you know, he's a star already. So, you know, just put your faith in, in the Euros. No, definitely. I've, it, it's, it's, it's the fact that um, just Euro, Euro League and European leagues create less pressure on, on, on kids. That's, well, that's, that's what I'm thinking anyway. Yeah. When you're in college, you, you have that, fl- that limelight on you. Mm. When you're in a German or a Spanish, like, I don't know, team, you're not, you, you don't get that much hype. But when you, enter the, when you enter the draft, you see that you're not actually worse than the other ones. Yeah. So what makes you go down the scales when it comes to the NBA draft? As yeah. it, like the, the two people that were in front of Doncic, which was DeAndre Ayton and Marvin Bagley, um, Marvin Bagley like, where, where, where are they now? Yeah. Ayton no. had a ban for... Oh, what was it for? He he had some sort of a ban for a couple of uh, for a couple of games. It might have been for drug uh, like not drug abuse. I mean, uh, maybe he got caught with weed or something. With cannabis, yeah. Yeah, I'm not hundred percent sure, but yeah, Bagley as well is in Sacramento Kings. I don't see much of him. No, I mean, uh, yeah. Even Trey Young, Trey Young was fifth. Yeah, and what both <laughs> of him and Doncic ended up being NBA Worcester starters. Yeah. I definitely think like the Mavericks trading up for Doncic was, well, not trading up, but trading for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it, just genius move. It just made sense, definitely. Yeah, I mean they they needed to replace a tall European with another one. Yeah, and exactly that. They they got an all star out of him. And and and, and his, you know what? And Doncic's proportions are actually they're brilliant for a basketball player. He's six mm. eight. You can p- potentially play on every position. He's relatively strong. He has well, has has shooting three three pointers mid range. Doesn't matter. He has all of it. Yeah. I think he's a very complete player. I think that definitely like when people say that he's the next legacy player when it comes to the NBA. You know how he had Jordan, then Kobe, then LeBron. People yeah. are saying that he's the next one, and I don't blame them. I, I think the same. It's definitely him or Giannis. Giannis, uh, well, next, yeah. Next couple of years, we we'll definitely sort that out. Yeah. Hundred percent. But yeah, it's it's. I mean, well, that's it, a gamble with Yanis. You see what happened? This, oh, these these playoffs. He, he, you can't carry a team alone, and he's got a decent team around him. They're not major stars, but. But Nowitzki carried the team alone. Well, yeah, yeah, but again, that that might be the separation between what happens with Doncic's future and what happens with Yanis's future. Maybe Doncic can't afford to carry the team on his back single-handedly. Yeah. Maybe uh, Giannis needs that one other player. Because even, even even these playoffs, it was 4-3 to Clippers when they won against Mavericks. They took them to seven games. Yeah, Not, Chris Stapps wasn't fully... Um, Chris Stapps wasn't fully um, healthy when it came to the series as well. So who, who knows what would have actually happened with if they had a full fit team. Mm. I think the, this upcoming season is going to be... Da, 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 it's I, interesting, isn't it? The, the, I reckon they'll get to the finals. Mavericks. Yeah. 
But Mavericks are in the Western Conference. It is, it is hard to get through that. It's, you know, step, step aside San Antonio Spurs, that used to be a big powerhouse. Now yeah. it's not as much. But you have you still have Lakers, you still have Rockets, Clippers. I'm I'm pretty sure Kawhi's not gonna not gonna take it the fact that he t- got out so quick. Nah. I mean Lakers, Clippers, they'll definitely be, you know, the, the biggest contenders, but mm-hmm. Rockets, they always seem to be fumbling it. Yeah. Mm. Like incredible uh regular season, postseason, never quite what everyone expects and what yeah. they live up to in the regular season. They need like that one good run to cement themselves as like permanent contenders. Yeah, definitely. They didn't even reach the finals recently. No. I'm it's it, it was the same sort of thing with um I, I don't know, just just different teams in the past. They've got these two big players. They've got all the skills of or what should be the powerhouse team, but they, they just never. I don't know if it's the chemistry or fitness. Is it they're playing too many games? Is it they're not playing enough games? I, I don't know. Do you know what? That's I, as you said yourself. This 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 new season that I I saw yesterday actually that they um, the NBPA um, agreed to actually start the season on the twenty second of December rather than early January. I think it's for the best. Then Christmas and, you know, well, <laughs> that's very unthoughtful of the players, but I think it's, like, very entertaining to have that for, you know, Christmas yeah. and, and New Year's. But, of course, they have to play, which is another yeah. side to the story. I mean, it, it was always good. Like, after, like, the fun of Christmas in the morning, it's like, you know, there's no yeah, fun exactly. the basketball it is. Because they actually play on Christmas Day. Yeah. It's, it, it's, it's crazy. Normally, they normally have the Battle of LA on Christmas. Uh, they've often got a New York game. It's pretty big games on Christmas. They had. Um, it, it depends. It depends what teams are leading as well. Well, yeah, but I mean that early in the season, I don't know how competitive the Christmas game is going to be. Mm. But it it will definitely be interesting. It will, yeah, hundred percent. But even LeBron quoted. Well, not quoting LeBron yeah. because I don't actually remember what he said word by word. But he he's going to take it easy the first half of the season. Yeah. I mean, I mean, load management has become the new thing for stars in the NBA. So, load management is very tricky, right? Mm. Do you not think it is? Because if you're signing a superstar for all this money and they're playing half the games that they could be, it's not a waste. I, I understand why they're doing it for the team and for the players' health, but you know, well, Kawhi's load management didn't really help him either. Well, no. All that rest for what? To get yeah. out by Nuggets in seven. I, I, I don't know if it, if it's you know, his load management at Toronto was, I'd say manageable. Yeah. He missed a couple games by choice, but it wasn't so bad that it was sort of play one rest one, rather than play four rest one. It, it's you need a balance where. Like LeBron, he he will play all eighty two games, no problem. But then you know someone like Kawhi might only play like sixty. Sure, I, you got to find that balance for for the blessed players on your team. You can't just rely on the backcourt to mm. sort you out. It's also look, I I, I saw that LeBron actually pays one point five million per year on the um on his body. 
so to oh, keep okay. to keep his body you know uh revitalized and you know healthy in a way he he has two professional chefs from what i've read just cook, like you know cooking them up yeah stuff that he actually needs but another thing with load management is uh, with with Kawhi, i just don't understand why he has to take so many breaks <coughs> just purely because other superstars throughout the years how many games they've played mm. and no one actually come like you know no one actually went oh now we're playing too much. Even my, Michael Jordan. Look how many, like look how many games Michael Jordan has played. Yeah. It, but I, I don't I don't know if that's his personal choice. Like maybe he wants to play not the full season, but more games than he is already playing. Maybe the Clippers yeah. had something to do with that. I don't know. But, but that's another thing. He didn't really before he got transferred to Toronto from San Antonio. He had what two seasons where he didn't actually play that many games in itself. <laughs> so. If you're going to Toronto, which is a new franchise for you, what gives you the right to kind of, you know, direct your load management? You haven't been like, you haven't proved anything for the past one, two years or whatnot. Yeah. Like, fair enough, you have a finals MVP, but that was, that was six years prior. That was five years prior. So, yeah, it's like, what 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 gave him the, the sort of option to be like, yeah, I need load management, guys, you better agree with this. Like, I'm, I'm pretty sure DeMar DeRozan didn't get load management when he got traded to San Antonio. Do you know yeah. what I mean? It, it, yeah, I mean, I mean that that whole Toronto move was a whirlwind. So, was... so for him to then go and say, or or infer, you know, I'll play X amount of games, but you know, you got to arrest me. Yeah. Who knows if he even would have played those games if he got injured in like the fifth game? Yeah, that's true. Like, that that Toronto season could have ended so so many different ways, and it was a bit of a miracle it, it ended how it did. Yeah, you know what, you are right. It was a bit of a miracle. I can't lie. If if KD and if others were fully healthy for the finals, there was no chance they would be winning with them. No, no. I don't think so. That team was too stacked. Like I think it was the injuries that brought them down. Although there was a bit of there was a bit of spark going on that KD is about to leave or whatnot. Yeah. Mm, I think if, even if they repeated, they I think Kevin Durant was on his way out just purely because he wasn't getting along with the team, and that was that was visible even on teams when he was arguing with Draymond Green just in the middle of of, of a play. Yeah. Well, going back to the situation of the bubble, LeBron James uh, through LeBron James saying that he's going to take the first half of the season quite um uh, quite softly. Well, looking at him, he's quite elderly, so I, I understand that he's going up to thirty six. Mm. But from someone that didn't play throughout quarantine, so they had months of you know of time where they could have physically been able to regenerate themselves, uh, rest up. Uh, then you had the bubble, which went on for what two months? Yeah, where they were in isolation. That don't get me wrong, what they had they provided to them in the NBA bubble was really good. Yeah, first they complained about the meals. Fair enough, the NBA changed that. They gave them fully new chefs. Um, um. Uh, just quality food. So I don't really understand why they should get a break further on into January. You didn't play that much. You only played two months. You know, maybe I'm just being insincere about this, but I just feel like that's the, that's the case. You played for two months. Fair enough. Um, then you, what, since w- when did the finals end? Like fifth, halfway through October or whatnot? Maybe yeah. beginning of October? Yeah. September? Maybe maybe end of September. No, I think beginning of October. It was it was one of those days. Yeah. But either way, they're getting a, like a two month break. They're getting a two, nearly three month break. To be fair, so yeah. I don't think a lot of players should be complaining that oh yeah we should start later on. It's not it's not that bad if you're starting end of end of December. Yeah. 
No, I mean the the bubble, the, the all the games were still really really competitive. Like the, the, there was no doubt about that. Like the everyone was still in top shape. Yeah, even the last even the last couple of games of the normal season. Yeah, I mean you know the Suns. Where did that come from? Exactly. I'm so gutted when they didn't make it, but eight no. There, there was no real. There, there was no taking it easy during the bubble. Like, <laughs> fair enough, you got like Disneyland, all this, you know, amenities, <clears throat> uh, whatever, you know, you got rest, you got jacuzzis and that. But like, all, all the games are still highly competitive. You're still playing at the top of your game, and then you know, two months off, have you know, two weeks holiday, and then back to training. Like, yeah. you are a professional athlete. And it, it's me saying this. I, I'm, yeah, it's easy I'm, for us I'm, to say, okay. definitely. But I feel, I feel like at the same time, look, we're not getting paid millions to do this. They are, yeah. you know, as rookies, as rookies, they're getting millions. Tyler Hero, and by the way, Tyler Hero, brilliant player. Legend. Tyler Hero is getting like a good four, four million contract as a rookie. Like, yeah. Most rookies are getting these sort of things anyway. But him as an example. But it's it's crazy to even think that. Yeah. That it's, is that is the case. That's the scale of it. It, it it's hard to think like you know. You're being given, if if you're a bad team, you know, if you, if you're a bench player in Cleveland, you mm-hmm. have what nine months. You you will have like ten months, just completely working on yourself, working on your shot, working on whatever. Oh, yeah. Cleveland could come, you know, maybe make the playoffs because yeah. they put in that work in the off season. That maybe you know LeBron. He, obviously, he's a freak of nature, but mm. you know. Maybe maybe he hasn't put in the, the as much work as he could have done. Yeah, but, um, you, yeah. it's it's it, nah, it's, it is it, you're you're right about that because what these little teams that didn't really qualify for the bubble, uh, i.e. Cleveland or Atlanta or whatnot, you have more time to kind of develop yourself definitely. And mm-hmm. I feel like if you're not going to show that next season, then the whole franchise is just built on the wrong on the wrong like pillars. Yeah, you know what I mean, like if you're going to excel as a franchise. Make sure to use your time wisely. I mean, I think Cleveland is a good example because, you know, they weren't the greatest before LeBron came back. Yeah. They were terrible, let's be honest. Yeah, they were. They had they had number one pick in Kyrie Irving. And even when he was an all-star, straight, like, I think he was an all-star in his second or third season and whatnot, yeah. uh, they weren't, you know, they weren't providing anything to the league. I mean, they probably weren't even scraping 30 wins. Like, yeah. You've got so many first overall draft picks. You had uh, uh, what was the the flop? Anthony Bennett. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, you could have had who? Kemba Walker? No. Oh, who was in that draft? Um, <coughs> I think that was twenty thirteen. That was twenty thirteen draft. That was Yan- Yanis was in that draft. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. But I think when LeBron came back, the whole. The whole state of Ohio just put the, all their faith on, yeah, on LeBron. Vitalized the whole system. Yeah. I mean, Kevin Love played to an all-star level. Yeah. Kyrie Irving playing really good. J.R. Smith, regardless of what he did in, his, in the final season for LeBron mm-hmm. at Cleveland, he, he still put in a shift. Nah, you know, he was definitely like, you know, he was a role player. He was actually a good role player for the Cavs. Yeah. I mean, you know, that, that starting five, they, they must have played about 40, 50 minutes of game seven. Yeah, and you know it paid off, brought brought the championship to Cleveland. But you know, yeah, for the first time in how many years they had like the franchise for like sixty years now. Yeah, that was the first win. 
but now now it just you know they've had all this time off is kevin love enough to you know breathe new life into cleveland I, I like Kevin Love, but I don't think he... he I, I, you know what? I, I love Kevin Love. Like, even him as a player, like, he's, you know, he what, He was a rebounding leader a couple of times, or maybe, like, one or whatnot. But he was, yeah, he, he's always had that, you know, all-star caliber. He's been an all-star even when he was back in Minnesota. Yeah. He was back in on the Timberwolves. Um, but I think a lot, of, a lot of stuff with him especially happened off-court as well. He had a lot of, I think, mental health issues from what I've read. Yeah. Uh, he's a big ambassador of that now. Yeah. Um... So, you know, that probably had, like, a bit of a toll on him as well. I don't think he will revitalise the Cavs himself. I think the Cavs will have to just go through the process, of, again, of getting, like, a good um, good, a good star from the draft rather than trading mm-hmm. for it. They have, no, no, they have no one to trade for as well. Who are they going to trade, like, an All-Star for an All-Star? They don't have an All-Star to trade. Yeah. I mean, Kevin Love's contract runs out next couple years. I think. Maybe. I'm not too sure about his contract. But even then, you're not getting much for Kevin Love. Yeah. Exactly. But you, you, didn't, you didn't get much of him this, this season anyway. Although they have Andre Drummond now. Yeah, they do. But yeah. I, I think he's going to get traded anyway. Yeah. I think Cleveland should just buy the bullet, full rebound, sell everyone. Yeah. Just draft picks galore. Any young player, they'll have him. That is true. Do you know what? We're talking about Cavs on a bad scale. New York Knicks are on a bad scale. <laughs> that team is... <laughs> I don't know what they're doing in that sort of whole franchise, but they're even kicking out... Um, oh, what's that What's that director's <laughs> name that's a big fan of New Knicks? Oh, he's, uh, Spike Lee. Yeah. Oh, th- yeah, that, that wasn't a nice. Bit, a, bit, a big fan of the New York Knicks. Went to every game for the past 30 years. And yeah. one time they saw him going through the back entrance, which he always does. Yeah. And they decided to kick him out, tell him, now nah, you can't go, come through here. So, it's, it, if I, you have no respect for your biggest fans, how do you have respect for your actual team? Yeah. I don't want to keep on going back to Toronto, but, uh, you know, Nav, the, the guy that sits behind um, the, the net, he's, been, he, he, he was, he's had a season ticket since the very first game. Really? Toronto Raptors. He's never, well, as far as I know, game. Yeah. He's just some like car salesman. And I'm pretty sure they like pulled some money together or like gave him a ring when they won the championship. Really? That's really nice of the, uh, of, of the team. If, if you're not doing that as the Knicks, you know, you, you haven't won anything in ages and you're disrespected to someone like Spike Lee, it, what, what chance does it What do you expect? Exactly. Yeah. It, yeah. I thought, do you know what, yeah, I had a bit of faith in them last season because I saw that RJ Barrett, the um, Duke player, was going to them mm. as the third pick. By the way, they actually got, they got so humiliated with the third pick. Everyone was thinking they get in first and then they got third for what reason? And I thought RJ Barrett would, would you know, uh, give give that whole franchise a little life. Mm. It didn't happen. Nah, it, they need someone. Free agency, they were like, again... Knicks fans are like, I don't know, United fans. They, yeah, exactly. They put too much. They already made like a um, storyline for themselves. Yeah. Without like you know, with with no evidence. They had they had Kyrie, KD, and uh, no, sorry, not Kyrie. They had KD, um, Zion Williamson, and like some one other player. Yeah. In, just in one picture. Well, all these players, they're not there. I think it's made it even worse that the team that has probably rebuilt the most is Brooklyn. So now yeah. for the next like five years, Brooklyn is just going to dominate the Knicks, sure. and the Knicks 
really have no one to. Did you know that Brooklyn, um, when when it first started off, it was uh, was it Nets? It was um, no. First, first I know it was New Jersey Nets. Before it was Brooklyn. Before twenty twelve, it was Brook. Um, it was New Jersey Nets, and that team had to pay fees to New York Knicks. Uh, for the sake of the franchise actually being in New York and taking up like taking their fan base. Oh my god! First, it, first it was in New York. Then they moved to New Jersey, and same thing happened. It was like, oh yeah, um, we still have fans in New Jersey. You guys have to pay us fees if you want to be there and take our fans. And then, then Brooklyn. I'm not sure if they still pay or not, but I, uh, I know that they paid for paid before. But that, that's absurd. That's right. Over- actually, and look, look where you are now. Where did these fees give you? <laughs> I mean, um, uh, well, Brooklyn's obviously got the backing from, you know, Jay-Z. He, he can just, whether he pumps money into them or not, it, it remains to be seen. But, you know, yeah, if yeah. New York, if, if the Knicks are treating Spike Lee like that and the, uh, the Nets are giving Jay-Z this big platform to do whatever in the NBA, yeah, it, it's, you know, you, you can see a clear difference in New York where the talent is and where, like, the ethics lie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, definitely. Yeah, I don't know. The Knicks have got a long way to come. I, they I don't do. Know, for a little while. They do. It's it's upsetting to see because you know a big team like a big a big team like Knicks with, with with a big stadium like Madison Square Garden being in one of the biggest cities in the world and they have the shittest team. Yeah. It, yeah. I mean, like anything. Ten, fifteen years ago, if you, if you were walking down, or, or walking into some like sports shop and they had a few basketball jerseys or you know, but like branded basketballs, it yeah. would always be the Knicks, probably the Celtics, and now you might still have the Celtics, but Knicks, you know, no way. Yeah, because because even like you know, if if we weren't NBA fans, even if you just like correlate NBA to teams, you get Lakers, Celtics straight away, and I would say Knicks. You know, yeah. recent years, you know, Warriors because they're big, but when it comes to franchises, even yeah. though Knicks don't really have that many. Um, that many championships under their name. It, that's the one of the biggest franchises, just purely from the location. Mm, it, it's as you were saying, like the the rabid fan base, the stadium which they play. Yeah, it's like the greatest arena in the world. Yeah, exactly. But that's another thing. Nah, not not for a while. It's it's upsetting. Like it is upsetting, but you know, once in in nba you always have that sort of thing where where teams actually go through that cycle you know warriors before they were actually what they are now mm. they were they were they were they were bad they were they were bottom of the league yeah. before chris mullen chris mullen was the one that was um um you know you know playoff contending with with the warriors during the first half of like the uh first half of the 90s but then after chris mullen left Warriors became became a team like what you see Cavs being now. Yeah. Um. I mean, it, it's obviously every team goes through like picks and troughs because yeah. you can't have a standout player for twenty years, or if you do, you're the exception to the rule. But you know, you're always going to have a peak for four years. You get playoffs. You might you might win the championship. You drop off for five ten years. Get back up. It's like Lakers, like. Once Kobe exactly left, they yeah, were actually good, good, quite good shoddy for eight years. Then LeBron came, got them championship in two years. Yeah. You see that? You know what? Lebr- LeBron. Even though I'm not a big fan of LeBron, I don't know why. I just never was. To be fair, you know, you always get that like sort of, yeah, like 
unconscious bias. Like with Messi and Ronaldo, I'm more of a Messi than Ronaldo. But with with LeBron and like let's say Steph Curry or whoever Kevin Durant, I would be Kevin Durant. Mm. But um, but with um, with LeBron, he he just quickly changed the game for the whole thing. Yeah, fair enough. One one season he had where he didn't make the playoffs, but that was the time for the rebuild. He yeah. had the whole season to realize which players he actually needs more than others. I think that's what kind of directed him to. Um, you know, I'm not saying that LeBron is the GM because obviously he's not. There's a lot of like there's a GM, the head coach that take into consideration who's getting traded or whatnot. But I think he had a big play in like who gets to get be kept in Lakers and who gets to be traded for Anthony Davis to come in. Yeah, I'm, I mean, when that trade did happen, it was expected, but not really to the extent of yeah, pretty much all their notable players. Yeah, the whole like, the whole young roster just got traded. Josh Hart. Yeah. Yeah, Josh Hart getting traded as well. Alonzo Ball. Alonzo Ball, yeah. Um, but I mean, what they got in return clearly worked. So yeah, definitely, definitely. I think the well, the only you could you could argue this to be fair because well, they did win the they did win the championship at the end, but Ingram could have stayed, Kuzma could have went, but you know that's just the gamble that they had to take, which yeah. one could potentially be performing to a higher standard. Yeah, but I I think. Their thinking was something like that. It's you know Kuzma and Ingram. They're quite they or they were quite on par. Maybe now it's certainly an argument that Ingram is better. But at the end of the day, they're not going to be the ones. They're not going to be ones trusted with the last shot if he needs a win. It's a buzzer beater. Yeah, You're not going to give it to Brandon Ingram or Kyle Kuzma. Yeah, so. that's the, that's the thing that like you know like as harsh as it sounds. And you know, I'm not a basketball player myself, but there's there's all-star players and there's role players. Yeah. Now role role players become all-star players, but that's only if you have the right attitude towards it. I don't mm. think Kuzma does. Personally, just from seeing his Instagram, you know, his Instagram's just like, you know, even even how um Shaquille O'Neal said it in one of the interviews that he was just getting onto the players that were boasting about the championship, but what did they do? They just sat on the bench. You know, with Kuzma, Kuzma had like a lot of games to play, uh, well, he had a lot of minutes to play. But at the same time, he wasn't anything special. He wasn't like a turning point for Lakers. Yeah. I mean, Lakers, they... they it, it was clear from the offset that their, their three, in effect, were going to be LeBron, AD, and I guess you could argue Danny Green. You could, yeah. I, I was a big fan of Danny Green when he was at Toronto. Danny Green has three championships with three different teams. Yeah. I, I mean, when he was at Toronto, I, I didn't notice him getting that much stick. Yeah, play, but that's because the whole team was. You know, Maybe he's just one of those players that just crumbles when it comes to playing with bigger figures. Like yeah. you know, there's one, there's one, there's one side of playing with Kawhi. Yeah, fair enough, that's Kawhi Leonard. But then there's LeBron James. Yeah, especially yeah. with him and AD there. I think maybe just Danny Green kind of crumbled under the under the pressure. Yeah, as 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 a champion, I think he just did. I mean, what was it, game four or five? Where he missed the, uh, it was it was game five I think because yeah. that was that allowed them to go three two so it was game five. Yeah, the, yeah I mean the, the stick he was getting on Twitter was outrageous. But you know. him and him and um, Markeith Morris. Yeah. Markeith, wait, is Markeith in Clippers? One of them's in Lakers, one of them's in Clippers. Markeith is in. Oh, let me check this actually because it will actually bother me. Um... Yeah, it's Markeith that plays for Lakers, yeah. And then Marcus plays for uh, Clippers. 
But yeah, even him when he when he lobbed that pass to to pretty much no one to make to make the ball go outside, that was a bit. You know, you're in the NBA Finals. If you need to concentrate more at this point. Yeah, you need a bit more precision than that. It's just a throat win, really. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, the the, the Lakers don't have to worry for the next few years about whether there's another outbreak or if they have to go back in the bubble. Like they're going to be okay. Yeah, it's true. Um. But I think the most interesting thing will be when uh, when LeBron's contract runs out. When's LeBron's contract running out? Because I know AD's one. Was it? Is it after this? After this season, I think that's when AD's one's running out. I think so. I think LeBron's got two years left because it was a four-year yeah. deal. But then, like the thinking is, wherever his son gets drafted, he'll go free agency to them, which would be pretty. Oh, but what that gives that gives Bronny James two years to make the league. Yeah. Oh, well, he's, uh, he's playing with uh, Dwayne Wade's son, and uh, they're, they're meant to be, you know, not top two projected, but they're they're like the yeah yeah obviously. well highest expectations yeah definitely yeah. now um that'll be a good draft but I don't know if he's gonna make the league in two years maybe not I mean unless he gets drafted out of high school which is the highest probability of him going you know before yeah uh, into the league. Is he even at that level yet for him to go? I, I don't know. I, I can't lie. I haven't watched much of him. But I haven't watched much of him. From what I've heard, he, he he's good. He's nowhere near LeBron. Yeah. But as, I, if I, he I, follows, I, I think LeBron will make sure that he follows LeBron's ethics, work ethics. 100%. I mean, there were all those jokes going around when he posted that video of him smoking weed. Yeah, I see that. Oh, LeBron, when he gets out of the bubble, you know, he, he's gonna. Give him a, talk. a lot of a lot of memes were actually quite funny from the bubble. That was that was one of the memes that was, that yeah. came out of it. There was um obviously you know the Danny Green ones as as we spoke about them a second ago. Yeah. Um, but you know what? On the other side, I must be taunt like taunting for for NBA players. Imagine being in a bubble. Yeah. You play one game where you play pretty bad. Next next morning you wake up and there's memes around you on the internet. Yeah, it's yeah, it's got to be pretty horrible. I mean. But that, I, I guess that just that just comes with being, you know, famous. Yeah. Way. I, th- I think basketball players can, because, I mean, to compare it to like football, every single Manchester United player gets slated, regardless of what they do. If they score a hat trick, it's still going to be like, oh well, could have scored seven. Yeah. Like even Rashford, he's still getting. He's still getting, like, yeah. He's still getting slated, even though he's like what he's doing outside of court, definitely. Yeah. But like Wait. LeBron, people can make all the jokes they want. He's still, in my yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. There's there's certain players that are kind of immune to the meme meme group. They like they still get memed about, but they can't get memed when it comes to their game. Yeah, like LeBron nearly averaged a triple double at the age of thirty five. Like that's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy statistics. I think, uh, I mean, obviously Joel Embiid, the crying that that was. Don't that, that's talk rough to me about 76. I think personally, I think that's the most overrated team. You reckon? Definitely. I, when they, um, I'm not sure if you've watched. There's um NBA produced like mic top videos on on their YouTube channel. Oh yeah. And they produced one with all the compilations, like the best compilations of the out of the NBA bubble. And <laughs> this is actually quite funny. I think they put that in on purpose. It was like it was like a group huddle of um 76ers players. It was from mm-hmm. it was it was during the playoffs. It was um. Uh, who did they get swept by? Was it Toronto? Or was it Boston? I think it was Boston. I think it was... 
Yeah, it might have been one of them too. But either either them too. Oh wow, I actually forgot. But they they got swept in that in what in the first round. Yeah. And it was I'm not sure which game it was, but they were all in a huddle, and then you see Tobias Harris going like, "All right, on one two three chip, one two three chip." <laughs> and then I went straight to the comments here, yeah, and I found and I found so many comments just saying, "Oh yeah, Tobias Harris said chip, where the first round swept." Nah, it's just I I, th- I think they are an overrated team. Ben Simmons as a point guard at this point of state at this point. You had four years since you got drafted as a, as a first pick, and you have no three-point shooting abilities. Yeah, I mean, you, you, more than NBA shouldn't be like this. You should have a three-point range. Yeah, especially if you're backcourt. I mean, he he was saying like, oh, you know, my, my three-point shot was like a hundred times better than it was. But fine if you say that and you you get them on and train them. But yeah, when it comes to game, a slight bit of pressure on you and you and you still miss. It's it's yeah, you you can't be the player on the team if if if, if you can't do something like player, that, you can't make a three. I like, think that's why they made Joel Embiid more of a like you know as you said D player rather yeah. than Ben Simmons, who should potentially be the better player just through his projection of like being first in the NBA draft. Yeah, I mean, and also they have Tobias Harris. Yeah, they, I think they've got a nice little team, but whether they can make that be anything special. I think uh, two years ago was probably the one chance they had. Maybe they're a bit past it now, but... Mm. Oh, no, wait, are you talking about, what, when they went 4-3 with Raptors? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. That was a year ago. And look at the change. They went out in the first round here. Well... But then you can say the same thing for Lakers. They They didn't make the playoffs last year. Obviously, they... It's not the same team when you trade half your team and you get one player back. But yeah. To go from missing the playoffs with uh, LeBron being injured quite a lot and then just sort of sack it off the rest of the season to yeah. win the, the championship, it's, it's a bit of a difference. But I think that's an exception. The 76ers, they, they've still got all the talent there. It's just whether they can use it or not. Uh, what, would you, what, do you think they're going to they're gonna trade? I don't think they'll make any major trades. I reckon a few pieces here and there, but I, I think they're going to try and keep their core. Give it maybe one, two more years. Because they, they're look, looking at it now, their trading options aren't that bad. Like they have a pool of players that they can use from in their team, even yeah. the superstars, to be fair. Joel Embiid, Ben Simmons, what, Tobias Harris. Um, uh, I think, what, is does Al, Ho- Al Horford still play for? Yeah, I think Al Horford still. Yeah, he, Al Horford as well. And it's just, like, at this point, if you see that it's not working, you've had the same sort of, like, you know, core members, as you said, for the past two, three years. It's not working. Yeah. Like, you know, you're relying on your all-stars, but it's not working. If you want to succeed as a franchise, you know, trade will have to happen. Trade your, mm-hmm. trade your point guard for another point guard. Maybe that'll make the difference. You never know. Yeah. I, now, now that you've said that, I think maybe they won't trade everyone, but I, I think there's, there's a solid possibility that they could trade yeah, one of their three or four. Then, then it you know who who do they get in return? Do, do they want a one for one or do they want one for? Yeah, that's another thing. Who, who do they actually like take out and take in? Yeah, but I, you know, it's I, a, it's a lottery of seventy sixes. That's another thing that I want to see what what happens. Mm. I think if 
if they can make it work this season, because it's are they still are they trying to do seventy two games rather than eighty? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah it's definitely yeah. Going to be a shortened season. Yeah, it's definitely going to be shortened. I think if they can make it work this season, they might try and stick with it because it's pretty much a normal season again. Yeah, give or take a, a little bit more. Of it's the same story with them. It's, it's just, you know, they, they, they range between, like, the third and, like, fifth sort of um, yeah. play in the, like, getting that seed. And then it's just the same story for the past couple of years. Mm. I don't think it's quite all or nothing yet. I think that'll be next season. And plus but... they had Marco Fultz as well, another number one pick. They could have they could have utilized that to a better degree and traded for you know better players. Whoever oh, I don't even remember who they traded. Well, well now he's in Magic. Who came from Magic? I don't even know. But yeah, I, they definitely could have made better moves with that. Yeah. Like look at Miami Heat for example. I think my like Miami Heat's my favorite team right now. If I was to say oh yeah which team do you bandwagon? It would be Miami Heat. Yeah. I, I I'm loving it. Their run was nice. I their mean... run was definitely nice, and I think it will continue. I think I don't think they'll give up. Yeah. If you if you were in the NBA Finals with a team that was so underrated and you you know you because each one of those players know that they play good, yeah. Each one of those players is confident, and if you have that sort of mentality, and you think like, well, as an underdog team, look how far we came. We beat those teams that were stacked, like mm. Boston Celtics, or um, who else did they beat? Um, or Milwaukee. Yeah. Like, you know, with that mentality, go for the next, go for the next finals again. Why not? I. Th- I mean, I, I don't want to compare them to the Warriors because they're not. They're, they're very different teams. But like you were saying, um, Warriors against Raptors, they were they were sort of plagued by injuries. Yeah. I, if if the Heat had the full healthy team going into the the, the actual finals with yeah with the Lakers, I think there was there was a, definitely a chance. I wouldn't maybe say fifty fifty. I'd say maybe sixty forty the Lakers. But you know, their, their chances would have been brilliant no nah, of course oh, definitely if Goran was if Goran and Bam didn't get injured mm. I think you know it could have it could it could have been either way in a way because it yeah. was 4-2 at the end of the day they took them to two games like they got two games off them which is what well, the most that they lost mm. those playoffs Lakers I think what um, Trailblazers took one game from them and so did Houston yeah but no nah, definitely with Miami Heat like look and, and they have a like relatively young roster as well yeah Tyler Hero came in. Um, Kendrick Nunn, another, another, you know, another rookie that actually did, did his job throughout the season. They didn't utilize him as much in the in the in the postseason in the mm. playoffs, but I'm not too sure why why that was the case. I think that they'll they'll be contenders next couple of years. For sure. And another thing is is the fact that they don't actually have a proper center. That could be one of their cons. That is true. And like Bam is physical, is big, uh, but. You know, was no match against AD. He has the proportions of an actual center, even though he's not. He mm. doesn't always play a center. Yeah, I I think if they get a solid center, all star caliber, then yeah. not even a center. I'm talking about just a big man in general. That's that's why a lot of people yeah. are predicting James Wiseman to be a perfect fit for the Warriors because he's seven foot one. He's um, athletic, beautiful at the rim. Projected number like you know one one to three because it's mm. what well, James Wiseman is Lamelo Ball and then um, Anthony Edwards. Yeah. Um, if James Wiseman takes the second pick, Warrior, 
Warriors are back to like you know being stacked in a way. Yeah. The backcourt's back. Draymond is. Draymond's loving the fact that the backcourt's back, so he's going to be playing well. Yeah. And then you're going to have a big man in centre point forward position. Beautiful. Mm. Back back to the old back to the old ways. I think if no one's saying that this draft is like outrageous, but if if teams get the right picks that they need and it fits, then you will look back in five years and say, oh, this was, you know, a fully stacked draft. Yeah. Because, I mean, top five is sort of, it's relatively undecided who's going to go where. There, yeah. There's no what, one sure. consensus. There's no Zion. But yeah. it, it will definitely be interesting. No, definitely will. Like, I, I, I'm, I'm really, like, a lot of people are saying that, you know, this draft is not the best. It's not as hyped. Or maybe mm-hmm. that's just, you know, maybe that's just because of the whole situation with, yeah. um, with the whole uh, pandemic going on, but it's it's definitely going to be um, it's it's going to be exciting to see what happens. But uh, as as I was saying, with with Miami Heat, is the fact that they lack in a center as well. But each one of those members that are not a center, even I think Bam, not maybe maybe except from Bam because I haven't seen him, but they all take threes. Even Jay Crowder, Jay Crowder developed on a ma- big scale. He was well first in Boston, then he went Cavs. Mm. Now he's in Heat, hitting threes. Yeah. Yeah. If he can do that, what's stopping Ben Simmons from doing that? I, I, ben Ben Simmons is definitely a weird one because <coughs> you know Jay Crowder he's he's not the typical three guy, but then Ben Simmons you think yeah. you know he's got everything else. Why is the the three point shot just so foreign to him? It, it's true. In this day of age, like you, you look how look how basketball has changed. Mm. Basketball has become a perimeter game. Yeah. It's now you. If you if you want to be a, especially in backcourt, if you if you want to have a good backcourt, you have to have three point shooters. Because mm. there's no other, there's no other way about it. Uh, you know, old game, nineties, you know, eighties. They don't really like invest that much people or time into getting the three point line. Yeah, and you can see that from you know even watching even watching Last Dance, even watching like some of the highlights from eighties or nineties, you mm. can see that they don't take as many frees. No. And now, look, 402 threes was taken by um, Stephen Curry in 15-16 season compared to, I think, 358, which were in, like, one of the 90 seasons overall. It's... I mean, Steph Curry has changed the way the whole NBA plays. Oh, yeah. He revolutionised the game. But, yeah, you you can't be a a solid NBA player at this point in time if you don't have a three-point shot on you. Yeah, definitely. Fair enough. Positionally, that might change things, but you know, if you are someone like Ben Simmons who's got everything, you gotta have a three-point shot. It's a simple yeah. issue because, well, yeah, that's another thing. Ben Simmons, exceptional player, hundred percent. Has every has everything except from a three-point shot. Yeah, and as a point guard, you're working on the perimeter anyway. You should actually have that sort of like you know skill set in 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 your game now. Mm. I, th- I think if, if he doesn't really develop that much, then there is every chance he gets traded for maybe Well, not. maybe that would be a good thing for him to actually get traded. You know, maybe experience uh, another franchise taking care of him, putting like, their, their, you know, ethic into him. I mean, but does he go to a place where he's the guy or does he go to a place where maybe he's second or third? Which, which you know, that's that, that's another thing. Like, look look at Kyrie for an example. I think Kyrie is the best example of this. Is mm-hmm. he left Cavs to become his own, his own player, his own you know his own star. 
Like, you yeah. know, okay, he was an all-star already, but his own, like, leader of the team. He yeah. didn't really didn't really see that with Boston. Boston didn't work out. Went to Nets. Now you've got KD there. He's back to square one. Yeah. yeah. So you're... It, it, uh, yeah, it will be interesting to see. It will be interesting to see how they play. Because, mm. I mean, KD could run the team by himself. It's just handy that got Kay, uh, Kyrie there as well. But, it, you know, will Kyrie be back on how he was at Boston or will he be back at how he was at Cleveland? Yeah. And we'll, we'll, what sort of role is he going to take? Is he going to take like a second, like, okay, cool, I'm going to be second in command or am I going to be first joint in command? Yeah. You know, Kyrie, I, I love Kyrie. I would say Kyrie is my best, like, best player overall. Mm. But it's just a couple of his shenanigans outside of outside of basketball um, that just kind of like you know made made me question him. Like I like I like I love I love the fact that Kyrie is a very you know like he he fights for his rights. He was a big he was a big figure in the BLM movement when it was happening in America um, yep. when the protests were going on. But you know some of the stuff like n- not that not that but it's like when he was saying like the Earth is flat or whatnot. I'm not saying he's delusional for that, but it's just you know there's time and place for everything. And if you're saying that he got ta- like even he got taken a piss out of by Kevin Hart in the, in the All Star game when he was introducing him, yeah. You know? So it's just like you're you're doing this for yourself, especially with the fact that you could have had a chance with Boston. I'm not sure why he left so early, mm. but that's up to him. Maybe he didn't like the management there. Maybe uh, like he didn't get on with the players or whatnot. But he's back to square one with being KD's sidekick on the Nets. Yeah. And, and with the disres- uh, sorry to sorry to thingy, just um and with the disrespect towards Steve Nash as well, his new head coach. Yeah, yeah. I I I just never because I I was sort of invested in Cleveland when when they had LeBron and when they had Kyrie. Mm-hmm. Once they won the championship, I was like, yeah, they're they're all in. They might go for two P. Who knows? But then like when when that season ended so awkwardly in Game One with Jr., I just thought like. That that's not the end that anyone wanted for either player, yeah, and then for true. him to go to Boston, it, it was sort of like a. It didn't really make sense to me because it, it was like he he could go to any team who is already contending, and he'd fit right in. But I just, I just never saw it with Boston because he he's not the type of player to. I mean, he did it in Cleveland. He wasn't the player to get them back to where they were with. Yeah. Brown. He needs someone else with him. He needed like a little sidekick that he just didn't didn't find in in Boston. And now he's the sidekick. Yeah, once again, yeah. But yeah, that that I'm I'm interested to see Brooklyn for sure. Brooklyn is a very like even even the role players um and the other other players uh, other than KD and Kyrie, um, I think they're doing a pretty good job as well. Mm. You know, they did make the playoffs to be fair with what KD not even playing and Kyrie playing half the season. They made yeah. the playoffs with Spencer Dinwiddie and, um, you know, Jared, even Jared Allen is performing well. He's a big man. Mm. I, I just think it's been so long for the Brooklyn Nets that they haven't really done anything. <coughs> they're going all in for... It's true, yeah. For, they've, for, what, they've, they've made the finals once, I think it was in 2002 with Jason Kidd, back yeah. when they were New Jersey Nets. Before that, it wasn't much of it. I think they were just like another expansion team to, to the thing. Mm. No, I think them, Miami, even Philadelphia to an extent. I I think it's it's all going to be a, a good year for them. Yeah. 
You could you 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 could say so. Even even with Philadelphia, what's we'll, like that's that's the thing. Like I'm not too sure. Like maybe maybe what what happened to them will motivate them to you know come back stronger. Yeah. Well, you know, Ben Simmons could be hitting freeze right now as we're talking. You don't know that. You never know. I, I mean, once they lost to Toronto, I thought that would give them the motivation to go on and and off season just pure work. Yeah. That didn't quite work, but now I think it's. I think the loss to Toronto was upsetting to them, but the losing this, just collapsing this season, that, that was just embarrassing. Yeah. I think th- this will be the now, now the, ch- the time, the chance to properly rebound and, and get. No, definitely, yeah. definitely. But... Yeah, go on, sorry. Oh, no. Go no, I was just going to say that it's. It's in it's in the team's greatest interest to you know to kind of care for their players. If they if they can't care for the players at the same time, then you know like for like you know Demar Derozan, I think what happened to him in Toronto was a big like you know he was such a key player to them until that like he was actually their best franchise player until that yeah. point you know and now what they sit now they're saying Kawhi Leonard because you know he won them a championship. Mm. But before that it was it was pretty much Demar Derozan and I don't blame them. He played like his whole career there. And yeah. then he just suddenly just got traded, you know, the star player. He yeah. was gutted. Like I, I've seen videos after like of him. He was gutted. I, I could tell, and I don't blame him. Yeah, he, even this season, he didn't like. He, he didn't seem how we saw him in Toronto. Yeah. Obviously, it's it's a huge learning curve, whole new team, whole new coaching, whatever. But, I mean, obviously Kawhi. They're they're very comparable, but I'd say Kawhi's better, and he he yeah, went yeah. fit straight into the Toronto team. He took Danny Green with him, but yeah, Demar he, he he's gonna need some time to adjust. I think maybe this year, maybe they might do something. But you know what? Maybe he'll even get traded. I'm not too sure if he's gonna stay in San Antonio for that long. Depends what San Antonio is planning because San Antonio is not looking as a big threat right now. No, I mean there was rumors last year of. Um, Siakam for DeRozan, which would have been mental. Wow, so what? So what? DeRozan would, would go back to Toronto? Back to Toronto. Mm. I, I don't think that those rumours ever That'd got. Interesting. It, was, it was definitely discussed. That would actually be quite interesting, you know. I, I wonder how they would, like, how he would feel about going back. Would he t- would would he even agree to be you know that that is a bit of a violation the fact that they actually traded him without even consulting or just like he found out just I don't know somehow yeah Sportsnet or something yeah. yeah something like that is never good like if you're trading your the one person who's stuck by you when yeah. you're just the worst team and then now you're starting to get good and you don't back him and you clean him up someone else it's it's gonna leave a sour taste in your mouth but yeah. Where do we go back to Toronto? I, I don't know. I think, you know what? I think DeRozan would be a good addition to Milwaukee. Yeah, definitely. You see what, you see where that's coming from? Because, yeah. well, Milwaukee is, you know, okay, as we said as we said previously, Giannis is there, but he's not really like, you know, okay, Middleton is the second all-star there. But mm. he wasn't turning, he, I didn't see him turn up that much in the, in the playoffs. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Someone has to take the game. Like, okay, cool, Giannis was injured. Middleton stepped up a little bit, but not to the sake of, Taking them to another level. Yeah, yeah. That and it just seems. I, I think they just need to either tr- trade for other superstars, 
or they're going to lose Giannis because Giannis, like, you know, he's a two-time MVP now. He has a lot of other priorities, such as winning the chip for his own legacy. Yeah. I mean, even that, that like, where's he going to go? Is is he going to stay? I can't really see... I don't know. There's just something about Milwaukee. It's It's never... Like, they're obviously a great team, but, like, you know... Yeah. You can't really build a franchise around that. Same with Cleveland. Like, obviously, LeBron's a different character, but you can't really cement your legacy on a team like Cleveland when it's quite a... I, I don't know, there's just, there's just no, like, star attraction to it. Same with Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, did, I see, I see, do you see that. New York. There, there's something there already. Yeah. And then you try and build upon that. It's like, LeBron and the Lakers. I yeah. think they need a starting point. I just, like, I think they need a starting point for them to become, a, like, you know, a star, star sort of location mm. that stars would want to go there because they need someone to start that off with. And I think, like, you know, Yanis is a good player for Milwaukee to start off bringing other, other thingy in because as a franchise themselves, they have a rich franchise. They used to have Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. They won actual championships with him in, I think, 72. Mm. So... You know the fact. The fact is that they have a fran- they have a built franchise. They're Milwaukee's in Wisconsin, which is like you know the, the only team there, and that's what that's yeah. who they support. Yeah. So trade for a good backcourt person, maybe alongside Chris Middleton, maybe a point guard or whatnot. Mm. Different game because yeah. Eric Bledsoe was not, you know, like experienced player, but did not keep up to the thingy. I think they should get a new point guard when it comes to that. Mm. It will revitalize the game in a way, their game as well, in a way, because you know, point guards take the game, you know, as as the generals of the court, in a way. Yeah, I, I reckon if they do trade for someone, then this might be the last roll of the dice before Giannis goes. If he does, I don't know. Yeah. But I mean, even that that'll be a whole saga, like uh, LeBron in free agency. Like uh, uh, maybe not to the dramatic extent of. <laughs> of him actually making a show yeah but I mean you know it wh- wherever he goes it's, it's going to be interesting yeah no 100% it's even even like uh, you know LeBron going in two years time that's kind of interesting as well yeah you know it's, it's, join up. it's a gamble it's, it's every, everything's a gamble in NBA and that's why I like it is the, the fact that everything's fluctuating everything's mm-hmm. changing all the time you don't have you know you have a good team for two three years and then you know, then then you have another good team for another two, three years or whatnot. Like yeah. Warriors, you look at Warriors. No, no one expected Warriors to be like this in, I don't know, even 2013. Yeah. No, it's... I, th- that's what I love about basketball is that it's, it's always changing. Like, Yeah. That's what's making it entertaining. I think that's why it's such a, such a you know, um, thingy on the international markets, such a phenomenon. Yeah. Well, I mean, like... Even if you're not a basketball fan, you know LeBron, you know Michael yeah. Jordan, you know Kobe. The mainstream ones, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but, you know, d- does the world know the best ice hockey player? Probably not. Mm. But it, I, I do think, I, I wish they did do more in terms of just developing basketball in the UK. Like, it, it's it's good here, but, you know. it's Yeah. I, I 100% agree. Yeah. It's not, it's what well, you, you know, you, you can just tell, like, as someone that went to school here, that basketball is not a, it's not the biggest thing. You know, there's other, there's like, you know, football's the biggest one in the UK. Yeah. So it's going to be hard to rival with football in any circumstance. But that doesn't stop it from still, still, you know, coming to this market and actually being, being, being big. Because, you know, like, look, as me and yourself, 
and how many how many friends that have that actually support basketball mm. is becoming this this new thing here. Definitely, it's actually quite entertaining. Yeah. Well, I mean, I was pretty lucky that in Worcester, where I'm back from, we like the, the university there. They have a basketball team that plays in the BBL. Oh. Okay. Um, so, like, you know, tickets are a fiver. We go every Friday. Oh, yeah, that's quite cheap. 100 people, yeah, and it, you know, it's good quality. They Mm. won the, oh, did they win? I think they won the league first year of uni when I was down in Kent, but then, like, you know, yeah, you, you, I'm pretty sure the Worcester Wolves did have at least one player who got drafted, don't know if he ever played, but still, like, if you go to Europe, everyone sees that as a downgrade, which. Mm, it can be seen as that, but it's yeah. also you're just developing yourself. Like the, Don, true. He, he obviously he's gone the other way, but he proved himself in the Euro League, became yeah. MVP, and then still didn't get trusted to be first overall. Yeah, it's and true. now he's, he's proven that they're wrong. <laughs> they're definitely wrong because that guy is just immaculate when when it comes to basketball. Like whatever, just a brilliant player. Mm. But you're, no, definitely. I think even you know they like because. Because Americans have NBA, they have that sort of criteria in their heads that, you know, we are the best or whatnot. So I don't even feel like, you know, they always seem everything else as a downgrade to them. But when you come to when you come to Europe and you see EuroLeague, like, uh, you know what, maybe he said this for jokes. Maybe he maybe there was some some substance in this. But Doncic said that he found it harder to play in the EuroLeague than he does in the NBA. Mm. Like, you know, we can have a laugh about that. But how much truth is actually in that? You know yeah. what I mean? Like he could only he could, you know, him and like a selective group of players are the ones that could only like you know make that sort of comparison. Mm. Well, I mean, like the, the NBA. Like if you get drafted in the NBA, you're most likely going to come from high school, college. They're probably going to teach you one way to play. Yeah. Because they are they've either grown up watching the NBA or used to play, so they're teaching you what they know. If you're Euro League, you you might have completely different standards of. Of how you play, maybe I don't know. Maybe you prioritize one thing over another, like three point or three point. Maybe um, yeah. before Kyrie, that was never really a thing in NBA. Maybe it wasn't Euroleague. Maybe that's why European players were so universally uh, skilled in everything. But maybe yeah. not to the extent of the North American players. Yeah, no, definitely no. There's, there must be something in there. You're right. There's no other way of like you know. There's no other way of there being so many European players and not like you know each one of each one of them actually goes goes to goes to NBA and shows shows off their actual skill. You know, Paul Gasol he played for Barcelona. He went to NBA and he actually started like you know he he won champion he won two championships with the Lakers. Yeah. He became an All Star within like a couple of years. Mm. Well, it's like um, Lamelo Ball. Like he's played in Lithuania. Yeah, he did for like a season, and then now he's in Australia. Now he's in Australia. Yeah, he's in Australia, and then straight into the NBA. Like he he's been playing professionally, maybe not to the extent that some NBA teams would want, but you know, if you're playing Euroleague and if you're playing for Duke, what's what's the difference? Sure, you're both playing against very talented people. It's just settings are different. Yeah. No, definitely. Well, to the, to the point where Euroleague actually has like you know older players as well, whilst mm. like you know Duke only goes against co- other co- other college players. Mm. But either way, it's, it's you still have a point with that. It's the fact that 
I, I just think that NBA doesn't put enough trust in other leagues. You know, yeah. it's, it's it's slightly changing, definitely, because you see the whole influx of, you know, foreign players coming into the league. Mm. But um, still, to this day, like, you see you see that, you know, with Doncic, as you said, as an example, you still see their unfit and, like, lack of faith in them. Yeah. Well, I'm hoping it will change, because obviously... Yeah. We've got an interest. We got a vested interest in the European players. Yeah, exactly. No, definitely. It's just a bit of bias, but I don't know. Even like Dennis Schroeder, I think Dennis Schroeder was a you know when he was um, in uh, <laughs> who did he play for before OKC? It was Hawks, right? Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When he played for the Hawks, like he was, he was, you know, there, there was some noise about him. I saw him on on you know Instagram or whatnot, his his clips, and there was there was noise w- with him. And when he got traded to OKC, uh, I think, what, was he nominated? Like, he was in the talks of sixth man of the year for, for mm-hmm. this season or whatnot. I'm like, you're kind of wasting this talent here. Yeah. If anything, go to another team and play, play um, starting five rather than, you know, sitting on the bench or whatnot. Mm. Well, I mean, even, like, the, the German coverage of him, like, the bits that I do see, they are always talking about Schroeder. Obviously, Doncic just... Purely because he's one of the best, but also because yeah. he's European. But uh, I mean, they they put a lot of um, I forget her name, but she got drafted into the NBA, uh, WNBA. Um, I think like eighth overall. She just came from like some high school in Germany. Really? Uh, you, you know, no. I, I only heard of her because it was on the news. But you know, like if the WNBA are going for people like that, then we'll yeah. stop an NBA. No, definitely, yeah. of course. I think it's just the whole scouting system. Um, not that it needs, you know, rejuvenation, but if it if if they put more money into the scouting teams, send them all over the world, they'll definitely find more talent. Hundred mm. percent. Yeah. Well, I mean, Europe's getting there, but like some of the African players, they're phenomenal. Um, maybe Asia's up next. Maybe there's a Chinese talent or a Japanese talent yeah. that who knows. Look at Yao Ming, well, Yao Ming, for example. Yao Ming was more, more for his height, to be fair. That gave him a lot of advantages. Mm. But um, with, his, you know, with his entrance to the NBA in 2002 as the number one pick, you could see that like, you know, it, it literally boosted the whole NBA spectrum within, within the Asian market, within the Asian um, entertainment mm. market. Mm. Well, within, well, within China especially, yeah. Ooh, I, I don't know if they do regular season games in China like they do in the UK, but I'm I, uh, sure uh, no, I, I um, they do in China. I know in China especially they do because China is a big NBA like fan sort mm. of country. Uh, I'm not like, too sure about other countries, but like Chinese New Year, they've still got like the custom jerseys. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. they always look incredible. It's true. So, I I mean, I'd say the NBA is the best league in terms of professional sports, which brands itself as like a global hundred and yeah 100 yeah. i'll put them above premier league any day yeah i mean premier league they do a couple preseason friendlies against yeah like a local chinese team but like you know. premier league is premier league is famous because of the history and because of like just the world known like the, the whole world being obsessed with football and that's yeah. what's premier league is being boosted by and the fact that like you know they have big teams and big stars mm-hmm. coming in but when it comes to entertainment and when it comes to actually um uh, you know, in, internet, internet. Let me just say, globalization of of the. I was gonna say internalization of of the NBA. Yeah. Then they're they're definitely doing it better than than the leagues that we see here. Yeah. Or in well, other sports. If it is like a proper regular season game that the NBA is doing in China, you're still gonna get all the best players playing. 
if it's a Premier League preseason game, like Chelsea United, it's going to be, you know, you're going to get some of the youngsters playing. You're going to get some of the reserves playing. It, you, you're not going to get the stars necessarily playing the whole game. Like if it's uh, Juventus, you're not going to see Ronaldo necessarily. Yeah, sure. If it's like, uh, you know, Lakers against Clippers, you're going to see Kai, uh, Kawhi, you're going to see LeBron, you're going to see AD. And and that that, that that's just, I don't know, maybe other leagues, other leagues need to take a look at the NBA. I see, I see what they're doing. They're, they're doing it right. Yeah, they're definitely doing it right, 100%. They're, 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 having, they're having an impact on each one of the other markets around the world. Even yeah. the South American market, you had like what Leandro Barbosa come from Brazil, mm. Manu Ginobili from Argentina. Mm. It's good. No, it's good to see this. It's good to see that it's becoming like a global phenomenon because it, it it's worth it. It's it's entertaining. It's um, you know, it's it it gives it gives you that sort of that sort of mentality. It has also good dates where it actually finishes at July and starts in October. Yeah. And it goes on throughout the whole thing. How many games does it have compared to other like other other leagues or other sports? Mm. And plus, a lot of like you know psychological uh, studies have shown that people, especially Americans, are more invested into sports which have higher counts, like higher uh, score counts, rather than you know how football you get like sometimes you would get nil nil. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, no entertainment in that in a way. I think that definitely plays into it. But even like the Olympics, like you will see what was it. Uh, I think it was like 2008. It was like uh, USA against Nigeria mm-hmm. or Cameroon. Yeah, I, I, I think that was 2012. You're talking about when it was like a big score. It was yeah. like 150. Yeah, and but yeah, like yeah. that, like you know, if it is USA against Nigeria in football, that might end nil nil. But if you get it in basketball, you can you're gonna see you're gonna pff, just dominance anything and everything. It's true. Um, but I mean, ne- next season as well, that'd be interesting to see. What players America takes the Olympics? Because obviously, yeah, yeah, which ones are they going to select? Isn't it? Will it break up the season? Possibly, if it's July, June, July for the Olympics. Will it be the teams that don't make the playoffs? Will those players be picked? Will it be? Yeah, who are they going to actually pick? I didn't, I didn't put much, much thought into this. They'll probably pick like you know the still NBA stars, but it's a gamble. Mm. But then maybe that's that's the chance for other other nations to to flourish. Yeah, like Slovenia. Yeah, Goran, Doncic. I mean, I I'd probably say a good chance, a good chunk of European countries have got that one star and then a couple solid players behind yeah. them. Um, I don't really know about Africa and Asia, but they probably do as well. Yeah. So, now, like, well, as as we're talking about Europe, especially, like, you know, we can include like Spain, Germany, Slovenia, yeah. uh, even Greece now, in a way, with Giannis and um, and a couple of Greek players. You see, yeah. you, you see, you see the progress in them, definitely. Yeah. For my country, there's not much progress to be fair. Poland, I don't know, in, in basketball, Poland, you know, we had Gortat for a couple of years, and um, yeah, but not much going on there, to be fair. Which is which is which is which is a bit which is a bit you know annoying because I would I would love basketball to kind of you know flourish in my country, mm. but it's what it is. We're more bas- we're more football and volleyball based. Yeah, I mean, I, I, from what I read about Germany, like they, the, the government pumps money into it into like all the sports. They they had like, I think it was called Project Two Thousand Six. They pumped loads of money into football because they knew they were hosting the World Cup. 
and then they they got this like generational team of superstars and then they won the world cup in 2014 yeah in 2014 yeah um they're doing the same thing with ice hockey they're doing the same thing with basketball no that's i, I think that's a good initiative but another thing is that <laughs> germany is very it's a very rich country in itself so you can afford to actually like you know what? waste or waste put money into other other yeah. ventures like entertainment yeah well it's like the the uk for like the olympic funding i, I don't know how it works exactly but like yeah you keep hearing stories about like kayaking getting cut or like snowboarding getting cut because other sports are yeah but then like does basketball get funded or is it just all going into like football or rugby it's true it's true they would rather they would rather actually invest those big chunks of money into sports that are already already like you know already uh, established mm. start something new as you said like why is ice hockey getting getting cut for what reason yeah I'm, i mean with the UK, it's obviously football, rugby, cricket. Yeah. Not much else. But like rugby, cricket, that that's quite a niche amount of countries to play. Yeah. Or universal, but like, you know, what what's stopping them from having the next the next Luka Doncic? Maybe. Yeah, 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 definitely. But, but you know, what can we do? We can only watch and see what they plan to do with basketball here. Mm. Mm. Hopefully, they'll they'll be able to you know um, grow because I think even even like you know they use, but basketball has a lot of advantages off the court as well. You know, like a lot of a lot of basketball players also say that um, NBA has taken you know if not if not basketball in if not basketball they would have ended up like you know on the streets or they would have ended up uh, being part of gangs or whatnot. So it was just kind of like a. Um, a distraction for um for a lot of them to kind of you know move move away from the bad lifestyle to to this lifestyle and you know progress in that yeah definitely and that's mean, beautiful I, I think i think that's the beauty and beauty of the game yeah i i generally can't understand why like there there is no drawback of funding basketball further yeah yeah you might not make profits or whatever but that's not the point it's like if you want to grow yourself and the uk as a sporting nation other than cricket or rugby it's yeah. needs to be done and it, it's for the better of the country like no definitely if they're playing so why not i think you know what the, the, well not especially in in england there's not much we can do we can only watch and watch and see what happens or what their plans are for it as you as you said as you said earlier, the only the only player that actually comes to my mind when it comes to uh, basketball, um, British basketball, is Luo Deng. Yeah. When he when he played when <clears throat> he was well when he's in the NBA. Mm. Well, yeah. that will that will come to uh, the end of the podcast. Thank you, Felix, uh, for joining me in our discussion. I actually really enjoyed our discussion. No, same. It's Thank always you. good to talk about basketball, and you're more than welcome to come on in another episode. Let's talk again. Appreciate that. Thank you. Up to you. And so, yeah, uh, thank you, guys. This is the Ball and Right podcast, and um, I'll see you guys in the next episode.